Hello, my name is Rafael Cravenel. This is Press Play, Sunnybrook Press Music Podcast. And I am the music editor of the magazine. Today I'm here with four other people to talk about our studying habits and music, how we um, mix both. I'm Josh, I'm the executive editor of the press. I'm Jane, I'm a copy editor. I'm Sammy, I'm a culture editor. And I'm Dylan, and I'm a culture editor. Okay, so let's go straight to the point here. I wanted to start asking, how exactly do you guys incorporate music in your studying habits? Because I know that there are some people who they can't function without music in their lives. There are other people who they can only function with a certain type of music or they can only use music for a certain type of activity. And there are other people who just hate music. I'm going to be really honest with you. In the beginning, I hated music. Then I became a person who only could function with music. And now I am the middle way. Like I, there are some activities that I, that I prefer to have music in the background that are others that I don't. And usually it's a certain type of music for every single activity. So I wanted to hear from you. What do you guys think of that? Well, I think music is a pretty big part of my life. I usually have music on, you know, throughout most of the day. You know, if I'm emptying the dishwasher or, you know, taking the dog out or even especially when I'm doing stuff for school, I'll always have something on. I think that, you know, it just helps to, uh, you know, break up the tediousness of the day. Like you said, different music for different activities, I think is definite, definitely important. Thinking about the topic for today, music while studying, most of the time when I am either studying or doing homework, um... I usually try not to do music that's too involving. So like music with a lot of lyrics, I feel like it's hard to concentrate because you um, multitasking isn't really real, I guess you could say. So when you're listening to music with a lot of lyrics, then instead of focusing on the work, you're going to be focusing on the song. And I feel like that's not... It's counterproductive. So usually when I do homework or I'm studying, I listen to uh, film soundtracks. I feel like it it helps a lot. It gets me in the zone. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a good way to get yourself in the mindset to do things. Yeah, I agree with you, especially on the lyrics part. I'm an international student and one of the ways that I learned English was paying attention to songs lyrics. So I am a person who I tend to pay a lot of attention to what is being said in the music and because in the song. And because of that, um, sometimes it might distract me, especially if I'm doing a writing activity or a reading, of course. Um, so if it's an activity that requires a lot of concentration, usually I avoid it because I know that I'm going to concentrate in the music a lot too. So what do you think about that, Jane? So my thing about when I'm like doing like things throughout the house and stuff like that, I'm kind of constantly thinking, like my brain's always going. So it's hard for me to like do stuff in complete silence. So especially if I'm studying, I have to have some sort of music or sound going. So I'm kind of like turning off. I, I don't know how it like works and like the sciencey part of things, but it feels like I'm turning off that like overactive side of my brain and then I can actually focus on what I'm doing. But similar to what you guys are saying, I do listen to music with lyrics in it when I'm studying, but it's usually like it's leaning towards more um, unintelligible. You know, it's like, I can't, maybe it's a w kind of whispery. I can't really make out what this like singer's saying or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely where I go with that. 
I agree with you guys. I'm someone who listens to music just as I go about my days. So while I'm studying, it does help me kind of like Jane was saying, like tune out my own like thinking sometimes, like outside thinking. So I do enjoy just listening to music, but I agree. It either has to be like, sometimes I'll listen to classical music. It just can't be music that I love so much and I know the lyrics and I want to sing along. I have to kind of like pick things that are a little bit less engaging for me to be able to focus on the other things that I'm doing. I also like to pay attention when I'm listening to music that I enjoy. Most of like the quote unquote critical listening kind of stuff happens usually just sitting in one place or walking between places, maybe in the car, but not really. I would say I've never been someone who's able to like, just like sit down and like read a book unless it's something I'm like really engaged in already, like a topic. So I used to like put on four hour long alpha brainwaves uh, <laughs> YouTube videos that are just kind of like, mm. oh <laughs> and that was like enough to kind of drown out like anything that I would, cause like, I would just like pick up on any minor distraction at all and then make that like the thing that my brain would focus on. And so I kind of needed something to at least a little bit drown that out. And I found that in the last like, two years of Zoom classes and uh, logging on, watching a class happen on a screen and then doing assignments on the same screen, playing like Nintendo soundtrack compilations on YouTube is the ultimate thing for me because it's not necessarily something that like is supposed to be so boring that I don't pay attention to it. But it's also not something that has a bunch of lyrics or something that I'm supposed to be paying super close attention to. Like the film soundtracks, it's designed to be in the background to something else. And the comp- there are so many compilations that exist of Nintendo soundtracks that are like music to like calm you down. Or yeah, It's all over like YouTube that. and Spotify. You can yeah. find special playlists. And there is like outside of soundtracks, like of course there's the lo-fi radios on YouTube. Oh, well, yeah. You know, the one with the, <laughs> with the girl and the cat and she's sitting at the desk and it goes on forever. And there's other stuff like that where it's not so much... Uh, a score to a movie or a video game or a soundtrack, but it's just, it's music for music's sake. And it may not even have a bunch of different songs. It might just be one continuous song that goes on like for however long. And that kind of background music is exact. you know, it's background music. It's meant to just play. It's not so that you have a distraction, but so that you have something else going on to keep you through the motions. I think it's very important to have, yeah, my one thing, I am very familiar with those kind of like one song for like four hours things because that's what we'll play at work a lot of the time. Personally, I don't really like that for like doing work and stuff like that because I found that it actually like almost makes me, I don't know, it like it makes me like lose my sense of like where I am, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like there's no perception of time. It's the same song going on for four hours and I feel like I'm going to lose my mind because I'm like, have I been listening to this for five minutes or have I listen- been listening to this for two hours? I feel like when there's stuff that's like changing for me personally, it kind of, I'm like, okay, I can kind of gauge where I am in so time. Wh- so what's your ideal song length then? My ideal song length? I mean, I feel like, Three to four minutes is a normal song length, okay, right? Okay, because, like, sometimes I'll put on, like, something a little bit longer, 
and there are bands like Pink Floyd, which I listen to a lot while I'm studying that have, there's a song I think that goes on for maybe like a half hour. I don't know if that would be something that you would yeah, be into I mean, because you're I, talking about losing track of time, losing track of like when the song ends, when the yeah, song but stops. But I also think, I also think that when she mentions like losing track of time, she means more in a sense of like three hours is like and it's the same much thing. more yeah, compared right. yes, to yes. like half an hour. And it's like usually these songs are songs that are like just beats. So it's like always kind of the, like the same, same thing. It's like the, the our podcast soundboard has an infinite <laughs> yeah. loop intro music that we just found out about. And it literally just plays like the same eight bars over and over and over again. So yeah. that kind of ambiance is probably <laughs> not the best to feel like you're accomplishing anything yeah and it was good because thank you guys because you helped me with my bridge for the next topic <laughs> because i i wanted to talk exactly about lo-fis because i personally feel like there is no way to disconnect studying music to lo-fis mm -hmm. and it's also funny to see those spotify wrap-ups that they have in the end of the year and there are some people who like all of their five most listened songs are all lo-fis because of how much they use the to study and I think that probably the most famous lo-fi would be the one that you mentioned about the girl with like the snow falling in the back. That one is like very famous. Chilled cow. Yeah. And I don't know. How do you guys feel about lo-fis? How do lo you feel about lo-fis? Lo-fi is becoming a very popular genre of music, um, especially lately. There's a lot of up and coming artists in the genre and I feel like it can grow. It has the potential. I don't know if it has or has not already, but it definitely has the potential to be to separating from just study music and just come into its own as just something that people listen to regularly. And I think that's really interesting how you can get something like, you know, this really low key, but it kind of starts off as background music and you turn it into and build it up and now it's its own genre. I think that's really interesting that people have been able to do that. And it's like you said, you know, you look at some people's Spotify wrapped and you'll see lo-fi is like the top genre and all, you know, all the different artists in the genre are all the top five and everything. And it's really cool to see that it's growing and it's definitely becoming more and more a part of our culture. I, I would say, I mean, lo-fi is more about like, like a sonic aesthetic than it is about like a mood. Cause like low fidelity sounds are like, you know, those crunchy kind of maybe, dusty sounding things something that's lo-fi could be you know that study hour music loop or it could also be like Tyler the creator Igor uses a lot of like lo-fi quote-unquote samples but it's not meant to be like a background element it's just part of like using like mixed fidelity sounds pulling stuff from like the internet or like you know, dusty moldy old records um that's like that crackly noise that's in that like 24 yeah. hour loop. That's why I guess it's called lo-fi. I've never really fully understood what mm -hmm. that really means. So like as opposed to something that's like immaculately recorded and like precision engineered lo-fi stuff is like meant to sound like it's coming out of someone's garage or some yeah. coming out of someone just like downloading MP3 files. Gotcha. So I would say this is definitely like a moment for lo-fi because everyone associates it like colloquially with study music. But yeah, it's definitely broken up and splintered into all sorts of different directions. And maybe more like electronic ambient music is what we're talking about. Yeah, I think that lo-fi, as you said, is more about like of a, a aesthetic sound than an actual like, I don't want to say than an actual gender, but like than an actual like mood I personally associate lo-fi a lot with like the 
artistic activities. So writing, journaling, drawing, like all of these activities, and including like in the video of the girl, like the, the super famous one, she is drawing. And I, I'm pretty sure it says like midnight drawing session in some place. There's a bunch of different ones. Each of them have like a different title and, you know, what they're for and everything. Yeah, so, I mean, I personally associate lo-fis with that. My experience with lo-fis is, like, very mixed. I would say there were situations in which I wasn't being able to concentrate at all. And then I put a lo-fi in the back, and I started relaxing, and all my tension went away, and I just was able to, like, do what I needed. But there were other like experiences in which I turned the lo-fi on and I just couldn't concentrate because that beat was annoying me. So I had to stop. So I think for me personally, it was a mixed experience. I agree with Raphael. I feel like for me personally, I used to try the lo-fi study beats, like the playlists on YouTube, the eight-hour mixes and stuff. It would almost relax me too much. It would kind of dull like my senses a little bit so I need something a little bit more stimulating I think compared to like those mixes that are kind of calm so I think lo-fi is cool and it's interesting that you mentioned like not just those beats with no lyrics but also like artists using like lo-fi like Tyler the creator like kind of changing the way they produce their own songs um but outside that like general idea that we have that lo-fi is like study music and it's just these eight hour playlists on YouTube I wanted to move now to another topic, which is when you study, I know that we already talked about what kind of music we like to listen um, and how we like relate that to studying, but what exactly do you like to listen for each activity? So I will give an example. When I listen to music to write, I usually prefer to listen to something more artistic, like indie albums, something like that, or even lo-fi, um, but just like... Music that I feel like will inspire me to become a better writer. But when I am, for example, in the gym and I'm going to listen to something, it needs to be something more explosive, you know, like um, K-pop or very mainstream like pop songs, like those kind of things, because I feel like they will motivate me more to do physical activities. So what kind of like activities do you usually relate with certain types of music? For me, I'm like really affected by the feel of music. So whenever I'm studying, I can't handle anything. Like studying as in writing for a class, not so much creative writing. I find myself that I don't really like to listen to music that much if I'm creatively writing because I feel like I'll like steal what the person's saying. But if I'm writing for a class or just generally doing assignments, I like to do listen to stuff. It's more like indie folk kind of stuff. I have been really liking Big Thief's most recent album. What is it like? Dragon New War Mountain, I Believe in You. It's a really long, really long title. It's like not too mellow, whereas you're like Sammy was saying that it's so mellow that you like feel like you're going to fall asleep, but it's not too intense that I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack while I'm trying to do like my homework. But yeah, it's it's more stuff like that. I think there's like this playlist on Spotify that's like called like Folk Arc or something. I really like that one. But then if I'm doing stuff that I'm like wanting to have more energy, I will listen to more upbeat stuff. Yeah, one thing that for me happens a lot is that usually when I need motivation to do something, like I just, for example, oh, I really need 
to do this application or I really need to answer all of these emails and I'm not in the mood to do that. One thing that I will do is that I will listen to awarded songs, like songs that received awards because that motivates me to think, oh my God, this artist put a lot of effort in this and they won an award for it. So if I put a lot of effort in this activity that I don't want to do, I will probably win something with it. So <laughs> that's the association that I do and it works. It works for me. It's something that really do. That's, I really yeah, that's, a, that's impressive because I can't imagine myself thinking on that kind of meta level about the music that I'm <laughs> listening to. But, you know, whatever works. I would say, yeah, definitely I would agree with you, Raphael, that the more mind-numbing or, like, the more hesitant I am to do an activity, the more likely I would try to put on some music as kind of like a deterrent to just kind of force myself through it. And, I'll, you know, it'll just sort of fall into the background and it'll just be like rattling away, bullshitting some assignment or something. Yeah, the more front of mind an activity is or the more I need to actually focus on it, the more I would just not play anything. It might also depend on what you're writing about too or like whatever the assignment is. Because I know sometimes if I'm writing about something that I know more about. If I don't have to think as much about it, then I'm not too worried about getting lost in whatever I'm writing about because it's something I know. So then I'll be able to listen to music that isn't as passive than if it were a topic that I don't know a lot about because I'm going to be thinking more about the work. So let's take the opportunity to like introduce someone who is here. She participated in other podcasts and now she's here for this one. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren. I'm one of the music editors here at the press. Um, I'm happy to be here and talk about this topic. What do you have to say about study music very quickly? We talked about lo-fis, we talked about what kind of activities people like to do listen to certain types of music. I know that you are one of the kind of people who can't function without music. So how, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, this is true. I've always been like a lover of music. And it's funny because in high school, I went from only being able to study and listen to music when I was doing like, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, lower impact assignments where it wasn't hardcore studying for a test. It was just like doing worksheets and stuff. That's when I would put music on. But then I think I got to a point probably because of like random low points in high school where I was just like, I need music. And so now it's kind of just part of the everyday routine. Like Raphael knows I study with him all the time and multiple times he'll be like trying to get my attention and I can't even hear him because I just drown it out. So like everything that I do, I feel like there's a soundtrack to it. And depending on that type of soundtrack, it helps you kind of push through it. Yeah, I was going to say like in regards to like the different activities and how the music that you choose is affected by like what you're doing I feel like for lower impact things like I have a little bit more flexibility with what I can listen to so lately I've been getting into like if there's a song that I like and I love to listen to it I'll go to like the song radio for it and it'll play songs that are similar but I won't know them so it'll have like the same vibe that I'm looking for but not um, the exact song where I'm like inclined to sing along but like for harder or more intense assignments like writing like papers and different things like that. I'll listen to classical music and I like Debussy, so that's fun. So there are just some options, but it definitely depends on like what you're doing impacts what music you're going to choose to listen to. Yeah, I'd say there's definitely a distinction between music that I want to listen to because of what it is and then playing music just to kind of have it in the background. Because when I want to hear like usually it's an album. I'll play it like it's my job and like listen to beginning to end or, you know, like some point to end. 
and like repeat it. And I don't know if that drives anyone insane, but like it can feel a little like formal. I don't know. It's just something about the experience of like putting the headphones on, especially if it's not just like throwing your earbuds in, but like putting headphones on and then like hitting play on something that kind of, I don't know, it doesn't serve well as like a background thing. And I end up, unless that's like my main focus point, it can be hard to make that fall into the background when it's like I'm just constantly thinking about like the fact that I'm listening to music. I feel like depending on an album, listening to a full album front to back can be more of an event than people realize because when you're listening to all of the songs in that specific order that they're meant to be listened and you get a more clearer picture of what maybe the album is about, how the lyrics intertwine with each other. It's a very interactive experience. It's almost like watching a movie, except you're just, you're hearing it instead of seeing it. I think it's a really cool thing. Juxtaposition to what you said, I find sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes um, putting just a regular album on, whether it be a record that I'm playing through my record player or just through Spotify can be a bit calming, you know, depending on what the record is. Some, maybe I will put that on during homework, you know, depending on what I'm doing, obviously, but... um. Yeah, sometimes I might put on like, I don't know, Abbey Road, for instance, you know, just to throw like a name out of a hat or something like that. I feel like since everything is in a set order, like there's a track list that goes in an album, I know what I'm expecting when I'm listening to it. So I'm not thinking too much about like, um, oh, I wonder what's going to come next or oh, this song is great. Like it's more just this isn't a nice album and it's in the background and now I can do my thing. It adds a layer of... uh, not schedule or conformity, but more just like structure to what I'm doing, I think. And it helps sometimes. I do have a question that I'd like to pose, and it's kind of going off of what Ralph was talking about, about like the lo-fi stuff. Is I remember seeing, I think maybe around last year, this trend going around where people were like, the best study music is to listen to Mario Kart music. Do you remember that? Did you not see that? I remember people make playlists like the best Mario Kart songs to like study to. And I that's just never been me. And I was curious if anybody had any particular take on that. Was that the Mario Kart playlists that were on like 10 times speed that were crazy fast? Some of them were like that, but then also okay. some were just like regular Mario Kart soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to hear everyone's input on, on Mario music because that was kind definitely a crazy phase. <laughs> but then in terms of like, I wanted to parlay that into maybe like, What's your go-to genre, album, artist, whatever, when it's like you procrastinated to the point where you can't anymore? Like, what is <laughs> blasting through your ears as you're like, I have to get this done, but I don't want to glaze over your Mario thing. Oh, so let's, I do it remember that being, I do remember that being a trend though. And it was just like very speedy music. So I guess that ties into like when you're like on the brink of like it's almost 11:59 and you have to submit that assignment. Are you listening to like blasting rock music in your ear or are you listening to something like lo-fi or something where it's just like calm down we can do it cuz it, it definitely varies for me. Times speed. <laughs> yeah, like that's and it, I guess people were doing the Mario Kart thing cuz it like pushes you into overdrive mode and I tried it and I mentioned this earlier. That just would make me way too anxious. Like I'd be like ah like yeah. I don't what to do as for your question though like probably go to and make me sound like such a male manipulator but um like i love elliot smith so much and he has such like a comprehensive discography 
So what I'll do is I'll just like literally go on Spotify and just like press play on the whole artist thing and it will just like play through his discography in order. And that's why he's like my number one streamed artist because like it's just what I listen to when I'm just trying to do work and that's just like my, that's usually my go-to. I'm going to say something super niche. I don't know if it's super niche, but I feel like it is. And I've already talked about, you know, artists, regular artists, like, you know, I'll put on the Beatles or Pink Floyd, whatever. But this is something crazy niche. I found this playlist called, I'm pretty sure it was Good Film Scores for Better Test Scores, something like that on Spotify. And I came up to an awakening, writing an essay a couple hours before it's due, listening to the Inception soundtrack or Interstellar. You could pick either one of those and just do it. It is surreal because it's just one of those movies where everything is going and it's going and you got the whole symphony in the background and you're typing your essay and everything's going crazy. And it's just, it's, yeah, it is theatrical and it, it helps me feel more involved. And it's just, it's less of a chore, I feel like, when you have a, such a soundtrack like that in the background. So, yeah, Inception and Interstellar. Definitely recommend it. I have a very direct say about. Of course, the Mario music thing, because that's literally, I mean, not like the 10x speed, because that sounds insane, <laughs> but like it's kind of the opposite, but you know, still Nintendo music. There's a lot of Animal Crossing, like hourly yes. music. If you just like play the whole day of Animal Crossing music through, that's, <laughs> it's very nice. It like, you know, there's a lot of variation, but it's the same theme over and over again. And I think that's in common with a lot of Nintendo music, even like if you think about like the Mario theme. There's a lot of like periodicity, I think is what it's called, where something plays and then it plays again, but slightly different. And then it's all like broken down into very minor variations. So there's something for your brain to latch onto in a very basic sense, but it's not something that's going to like surprise you or force your attention towards it. So it's kind of like a calming thing that's just familiar. Nintendo has a good catalog because you have like Mario music, Zelda music, even Pokemon music. It's all... They're all the same kind of feel, but each of them are different in their own. Like Zelda music has more of a mystical feel and it's like, you know, you're kind of spaced out. And then uh, Mario music, Mario Kart is more, it's more interactive and it feels a bit more playful. It's the same vibe, but each of them has its own like unique little flavor. I think it's really cool. Donkey Kong Country. Yep. You've had the Zelda music playing in here before and I enjoyed it so much that I actually wrote it down for like my next study thing. I was like, I need to like, bookmark that and in regards to like Lauren's question about do you have to like be kind of calm when after you procrastinated or kind of like pump yourself up I'm someone who needs to listen to like Deftones or Paramore Deftones hell yeah so like something that'll like yeah it's a lot but something that will like match my like urgency because I can't push it off anymore. I really can't be calm. Like I need to kind of speed it up a little bit. Sometimes when I'm like that, I'll listen to rap. I'll put on that like too. a like a childish Gambino, his earlier yeah. stuff, something of that vein. Because the faster lyrics, I feel like, get me going in a more yeah. fast paced kind of thing. It like propels you a yeah. little bit. I agree. In those moments where you're extremely stressed out, but you have your soundtrack picked off the bat, are there any sort of specific motivating songs? that you're listening to and lyrics that are sticking out to you. I mean, a song that I'm listening to a lot is like, I Will Survive. That's a classic song for motivation. There's also I'm Still Standing by Elton John. And I'm still trying to think, but does anybody have any others? Because I know there's certain lyrics that prove very powerful, especially when you're in that situation. So is there anything, or even a song, even if it's not necessarily motivational lyrics, throw yourself back in that setting for a second. And like, what is a, a song or even down to a lyric that's like jumping out at you during those moments? 
Um, I see people just checking their <laughs> checking their Spotify. <laughs> uh, Time by Pink Floyd has the whole song lyrically is akin to what you're talking about, but I feel like. And then one day you'll find 10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. Is such a um, a poignant example of not wasting time and doing what you're trying to do when you're doing it. I feel like hearing that in relation to my final <laughs> is very helpful because it does put things into perspective for me. And I hope it's not too dark to say that. But um, yeah, I feel like... Uh, Listening to stuff like that, the whole dark side of the moon in general is, while it is kind of an active listen, if you put it, I feel like lower volume would help to not be too distracting. <laughs> but um, it does put things into perspective a lot and wasting time, time management, how you uh, decide to use what you're doing and make it count. It's very good. I tend to listen to like, you know, something that's new, like I said, over and over. The new Toro y Moi album. It does kind of have aspects of that lo-fi. I mean, he previously has done a lot of like chill wave stuff. That's kind of what he's known for. This album is like a, he calls it a guitar album. It's more of like a live instrumentation type thing. But it does have a lot of those characteristics of things that are kind of like, not necessarily a rut. Like I said, with the Nintendo music, a kind of like periodic groove where something happens over and over again, but sort of morphs over the course of a song. Something like that. Also like Men I Trust. There's a lot of those kind of grooves. Um, yeah, that's like the one exception to like music with words that I would listen to while studying is that entire Men I Trust album. The, uh, it's also really long, which helps. Yeah. So like a, like a whole stretch of music, but the same kind of theme for like a long time, but it's some variation. Yeah, I mean, I think for your question, it's a hard question for me to answer because a lot of like what I look for when I'm studying is I don't really want to be listening to the lyrics. Of course, you know, I have songs that lyrics resonate with me, but that's something I don't really go towards when I'm studying. Like Sammy said, like, I don't I want to deter myself from like just wanting to like sing along, you know. But yeah, I think if I'm looking for something that's like a little more upbeat, I really love Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast too for like background. It's just like good, more like bass kind of stuff, like driven, but still like in a, a chiller vibe. But yeah, nothing in particular. Do you have something? honestly? I try to vary it. Like how I mentioned before, I'll go to the song radio. I love the song Lambswool by Foster the People. So I've been going to the Lambswool song radio and it's been so great. I've been finding so many cool songs from that. Um, so that's been like my study like station kind of because it's songs that sound like kind of similar or they're from the same artist, but I haven't heard them. So I can kind of like listen to it without being like too into uh, the lyrics and getting distracted. Okay, so now does anyone have final thoughts? Congrats on everybody to for pretty much surviving the semester. We did it. Um, It's been a fun year. It's been a fun year here at the press, not only on the medium of the podcast, but we've done a lot of great reporting this semester. And I feel like a lot of new faces, including my own, honestly, has kind of, I'm glad I kind of stumbled my way into this environment. Thanks to Raphael, actually, and got to meet a lot of great people. And not only are you experiencing our creative minds here on a podcast, you can also experience them in our issues that come out on campus, which I think Raphael wants to say something. But another semester done, and we did it. And congrats to everybody. And I think it's safe to say that, like, 
We owe a huge thanks to any of the artists that we mentioned in this podcast for doing that for us. I think that's a really cool thing that music manages to connect in so many ways. And even if in the moment, that's just providing a background noise. You're not necessarily honed in on the lyrics or something like that. Like that's therapy. Like that's playing a role in in allowing you to power through and push through when it seems like you can't when things get really hard throughout the semester so huge thanks and shout out to all of the artists and creatives that were mentioned uh in this podcast yeah i just wanted to do my final promotion that i do at the end of every episode unfortunately we don't have meetings anymore this semester but we are going to be back with everything on the fall so make sure you come here make sure you create with us the press meets every wednesday on sac 307k that's on the media suite and our meetings are on as i said wednesday but at 1 p.m and 7 30 p.m the 7 30 p.m meeting is the editor's meeting but you can come even if you are not an editor and i also wanted to talk about our new issue which is coming soon it's going to be on the stands all over campus on that issue we are going to have a piece on a Q&A with a Ukrainian artist that was done by Josh and Keating. We're going to have a piece by me on how to select the clothes you wear every day. We're going to have a piece by Lauren, uh, a profile of a poet called Dejaray. Um, her first book's called Ebb and Flow, and that's how the piece is called as well. We have Queerness is Not Up for Debate by Sami on the anti-LGBTQIA plus loss in the United States. We have Does Uncharted Break the Video Game Movie Curse by Dylan. And we also have two pieces by Jane. We have one that is like a review of every Wes Anderson movie. She watched all of them and she's bringing to you all the information you need to know. <laughs> and she also did a piece on her bloomer as a LGBTQ person and how was her experience. So these and much more pieces are on this issue that is coming out soon. So make sure you go yeah, check it. Probably before graduation. It's supposed to be like arriving next Tuesday. So by the time I actually edit this, it'll probably be like just out Cross, fingers crossed yeah. 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 <laughs> so go get it actually yeah. we're nice <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this other episode of press play and we will see you on the next one thank you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>